Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? We appreciate the introduction, Brother Jay, and hello, everybody. It is good to come together to consider the things that be of God. I think of the words Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 12 and 13, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And in verse 13, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Let us give attention to this. Let us give attention to being an example. Let's give attention to how to express that being an example in such things as word and love and faith. Let's give attention to reading. You know, some translations have this to public reading. Give attention to reading that others will hear you and what you're reading will be applied to yourself. To exhortation, to build, to encourage, and to doctrine. You know, when you put all that together, that's something that we all should strive toward. Francis Bacon once said, Reading maketh a full man, conference a ready man, and writing an exact man. You know, from studies and reading and knowing the Word of God, whether I am bringing forth a lesson from a pulpit, or here on the radio or podcast, or even if it's in written form that others can read, the gospel is still proclaimed. From time to time here on the International Gospel Hour, we share well-written biblical articles that are penned by those who strive to be exact in their walk as Christians. Articles that are clearly written, thought-provoking, and helpful in a study of God's Word. We have some good writing ahead in a moment, but first... R.J. Webb has some reading and studying material you may be interested in. Jay? Leadership in any area of life is important, and it is especially true with God and His Church. The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a study titled Developing Leadership. It is comprised of one booklet, 13 lessons, and again, it is free. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Leadership. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Leadership. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information name, address, and type leadership. We'll send it right away. We trust this study of leadership will be of help to you. Now, let's go back to Jeff. Now, from Hugh Fulford, titled, The Simplicity of New Testament Christianity. Brother Hugh writes, The church is established by Christ through the divine agency of His Holy Spirit, guided apostles, 
and Christianity as revealed on the pages of the New Testament was simple and uncomplicated. The church consisted of repentant, immersed believers who acknowledged Christ as the Son of God and their Savior and who were committed to following His teaching in all things. Their only organization was simple, autonomous congregations overseen by a plurality of spiritually mature men known as bishops, elders, or pastors. They gathered on the first day of every week to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, to eat the Lord's Supper, to pray, to study, and be instructed in the Word of God, and to give of their financial means for the work of caring for the poor and needy and for providing the funds needed to evangelize others with the gospel. Their objective was to observe all that Christ had commanded, Matthew 28, 18-20, to continue steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine, Acts 2, verse 42, to do all in the name of the Lord, by His authority and to His glory, Colossians 3.17, to walk in the steps of Christ, 1 Peter 2.21, and to be conformed to His image, Romans 8.29 and 2 Corinthians 3.18. But alas, the original, simple way of Christ did not last. Anyone acquainted with the history of apostasies in Christianity knows that over an extended period of time an elaborate hierarchy developed, culminating in the crowning of the first pope in A.D. 606. Doctrines and practices strange to the New Testament began to be incorporated into the church, the use of holy water, the doctrine of purgatory, instrumental music, infant baptism, the substitution of sprinkling for immersion, the worship of images, the veneration of Mary, the doctrine that when blessed by the priest, uh, the Bible teaches that all Christians are priests, 1 Peter 2.9, the elements on the Lord's table become the literal flesh and blood of Christ, or the doctrine of transubstantiation, and a host of other doctrines and practices that evolved over the centuries and for which there is not the slightest precedent or authority in the Scriptures. In time, a Protestant, or another word would be protest, Reformation movement, an effort to correct, was launched, leading to the formation of multiplied hundreds of denominations with scores of variations within each of these denominations, Rather than returning to the simplicity of the original church, these denominations retained many of the doctrines and practices of Catholicism and developed distinct doctrines and practices of their own. Baptists differ from Methodists. Presbyterians differ from Episcopalians. Lutherans differ from Pentecostals. And the entire system of denominationalism, both Catholic and Protestant, is an egregious affront to the unity for which Christ prayed and which he earnestly desires of those who profess to believe in and follow him. John 17, 20 and 21, and 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 13. Both Catholicism and Protestantism were born in apostasy and are the fruits of corrupting and departing from the standard of life, doctrine, and practice set forth in the New Testament. Everett Ferguson, in his book, Early Christian Speak, Faith and Life in the First Three Centuries, recounts the simplicity of the church during those early centuries. There were many who held to the unadorned way of original Christianity. While I do not know how many congregations down through the centuries continued to adhere to the simplicity of the New Testament way, it is not hard to believe that there were many who did so. 
Someone has observed that all the church needs is a book, the Bible, God's Word, a table, a bottle of the fruit of the vine, and a loaf of unleavened bread. If all denominations, both Catholic and Protestant, went out of business and closed their doors, simple New Testament Christianity would not be destroyed or vanish from the face of the earth. About a dozen years ago, I read an informative book titled The Reformers and Their Stepchildren by Leonard Verdon, a Calvinist. Two questions he addressed rather extensively were, 1. Who was the true Corpus Christi, the body of Christ throughout history? And are the New Testament scriptures worth dying for? Those questions were important to several groups during the period of the Protestant Reformation. Regardless of how many did or did not stay true to the apostolic pattern set forth in the New Testament, we know that seed in the natural realm produce after their kind, and that the Word of God, the seed of the kingdom, Luke 8.11, produces after its kind. That it will produce in any century what it produced in the first century. Plain, undenominational Christians and simple, undenominational congregations, churches of God and Christ. Today, the churches of Christ are pleading for a return to the simplicity of the New Testament church. They are organized in the same way as were the congregations of which we read in the New Testament. They worship in the same New Testament way and plead for a, Thus saith the Lord in all that they teach, believe, and practice. See Matthew 28, 18-20. 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17, 1 Peter 4:11 and Jude 3. Instead of belittling the restoration plea and questioning the possibility of undenominational Christianity down through the ages, we need to recommit ourselves and redouble our efforts to proclaiming the New Testament way and to following that way without fear or hesitation and without addition, subtraction or substitutions. Consider the following illustration that shows both the validity and the reality of simple, original New Testament Christianity in the present age. If I want to grow watermelons at my house today, I do not have to have an unbroken watermelon vine stretching down through all the millennial from the Garden of Eden to my house. All I have to do is plant watermelon seeds at my house today. They will produce at my house today what they have always produced, watermelons. In a similar way, to have the undenominational church of the New Testament of the 21st century, we do not need an unbroken line of faithful congregations stretching down through all the centuries from the day of Pentecost to the present. All we have to do is to plant the seed, the Word of God in Luke 8.11. It will produce in the 21st century what it produced in the 1st century, undenominational congregations or churches of the Lord. Brother Hugh concludes, May our world come to see the beauty of Christ and the simplicity of the church for which he gave his life and shed his blood. Acts 20, verse 28. Dear friends, our brother Hugh Fulford has given some great challenges before us to think about in light of Scripture. Let's think about those things in a study of God's Word, and our friend Jay Webb has an interesting offer that's absolutely free that you can do online. Let's pause at this moment for Jay. Dear friends, the International Gospel Hour not only offers a free Bible study course by mail, but our friends at World Bible School offer an online study if you prefer. It is absolutely free. All you do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. 
That is a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, back to Jeff. Dear friends, thank you for joining us today, and may our studies together prompt you to seek the Word of God, to go online with our studies, and to think about these things that we've shared today on this, our article time. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.